Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And are you repeating the same relationship patterns? I know I am. Find yourself with the same kind of person over and over again. Are you feeling attacked by this ad right now? Therapy can help you figure out why, you guys. Visit betterhelp.com mood and break the cycle. For today's current mood convo, I'm going to be joined by Megan Roop from the Sculpt Society. If you're active on Instagram, you know, following maybe some fitness influencers, I'm sure you've seen her amazing dance cardio workouts. And we have such an amazing and fun conversation, just really rethinking everything about fitness and food and goals. I like absolutely love that she like picked up on my energy and like totally called me out. I feel like literally my therapist like sent her to call me on my bullshit. We had such a fun conversation. And if you aren't familiar with her workouts, they blend dance cardio and sculpting together. And they're designed to create a long, lean and strong body because Megan takes the pressure off of results in the before and afters. And it helps her community focus on finding the joy and movement and creating a healthy balance in their life. So it's really just like I said, like rethinking fitness and really talking about working out in such a different way that I think I really needed. And I think that you guys will really need and just kind of like boost your mood and clear your mind a little bit. I just had such a fun time talking to her we also talk about your pelvic floor which if you're a woman listening to this I I don't know why but I've been seeing stuff about pelvic floor all the time and I even saw it on her page so I was like Megan you gotta tell me what's going on with the pelvic floor so we have such a fun conversation I think you guys are gonna love this week's current mood convo but before we dive into that let's get into my best mood and worst mood of the week I have to say my best mood this week was kind of just like returning to myself. I get caught up really, really easily, and it's really easy for me to focus less on self-care, less on taking care of myself, and more on taking care of almost anything external outside of me. And I I know that about myself, and I know how good self-care is for me, but it's so easy to get lost in all the other busyness and people in your life. And I really had to force myself to return to me and focus on, okay, what are some self-care things I can do to boost my mood? Like, what do I need to remind myself to reground myself in this moment and just be like a strong, independent woman? And that's tough for me. And I'm going to say it. I'm not embarrassed to say it. It really is tough for me. I'd much rather focus on other people and other things and not do the things that are good for me. But I was able to bring myself back to me and focus on me and really boost my mood and kind of reground myself, like fall back in love with myself a little bit. I'm really focusing on like valuing myself, reminding myself that I'm worthy and doing things for me, even when I don't want to, because it's not that like no one's letting me in my life. It's I'm the 
person standing in my own way. And so getting out of my own way and returning to myself was definitely my best move this week. It's something that I'm actively working on, especially in the past like six, seven, eight months. And I think I did a pretty good job. So I'm really proud of myself for that. And it really did boost my mood and become my best mood when sometimes it's scary to return to yourself. It's so much easier to, you know, be codependent and making other people, whether it's in your professional life or your personal life, happy. Like that's where you get joy and that's where you're proud. And it's hard to just do it for you sometimes, at least for me, being the type of person being the type of person that I am. So that was my best mood. And I think my worst mood was just being like so overly exhausted and spread thin to the point where I kind of started going down that rabbit hole, that like anxiety tunnel of just like not thinking clearly. I think that it's so good to have the tools and to have the resources to really help you keep your mental health on track. But like I said, like if you're really not returning to yourself and taking care of yourself, those tools aren't as readily available to you because you forget about them. And so when I get really, really tired and really, really run down, it's really hard for me to remember to like go into my toolbox and use those tools. And so I had a few days where like, I just, I wasn't thinking straight. Like my anxiety was thinking for me and it's tough and it sucks. And it, sometimes it really takes like a wake up call and really, you know, taking a step back, like I said, in my best mood, but I'd have to say my worst mood was really like exiting from myself, exiting from all my tools, just kind of like forgetting everything that makes me the best version of myself and just acting out of fear and letting anxiety control my life for a few days. It just sucks. But I think the one thing that helped me after when I was focusing on returning to myself is just putting a period after it, just being like, I was in a bad mood. I was cranky. I let anxiety rule my life, period moving on next thing like instead of really ruminating over it and being so disappointed in myself and shaming myself and digging deeper into it I was just like it happened that's it and now we're back that moving forward done sign seal delivered period and I think that sometimes you just really have to do that it's like it's not that deep it's not that big of a deal. Like you're a fucking human being and you had a shitty couple days and you felt like shit and you kind of were cranky and it happened. Goodbye. Next, next day, wake up, start over, return to yourself. Getting back into your workout routine, but not loving the uncomfortable workout clothes you used to wear. Beta brand has pants you never realized you needed, you guys. The ultra comfortable dress pant yoga pants. So your routine can now include clothes with professional style and comfort. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of a yoga pant, but they literally look like professional dress pants. They're so amazingly soft and stretchy and just absolutely effortless. Just throw on a pair, add a cute top, and you'll literally be set with style and comfort for your workday. They have tons of different styles to choose from. They have like straight leg, skinny, cropped, bootleg, and so much more. Tons of colors, obviously classic black, which is my favorite, but they also have fun prints like houndstooth and even denim styles. Their dress pants, yoga pants are perfect for whatever you need to get done that day, whether you're sitting at a desk for eight hours, working with kids and bending and kneeling all day, or maybe you're a photographer and you just squat to get that perfect shot, but still look profesh. Whatever the case, you're going to look great and feel great doing it. These pants are made from a wrinkle-free, resistant, stretch-knit fabric, so they look good all day and even travel well. Plus, they're machine washable and they don't need to be ironed. The best part is, is that they have pockets. Oh my God, we're talking comfort and function. No more fake pockets that are sewn shut. These pants are literally designed for a real woman who needs real pockets. They always have new colors, patterns, and styles coming out all the time, so just be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they really sell out fast. 
And while you're there, just make sure to check out Beta Brand's ultra-flattering top skirts, dresses, and more. The dress pant yoga pants are just the tip of the iceberg. And right now, my listeners can get 30% off their Beta Brand order when you go to betabrand.com slash mood. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash mood for 30% off your order for a limited time. And obviously, when you're going, use my special URL because you're supporting mood, the show, too. Find out why women are ditching the typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash mood for 30% off. For my mood boosters this week, obviously I had to return to myself. My first mood booster is this analogy my therapist told me. She basically was like, we were talking just about like my anxiety and how my anxiety wants to like hold on to things really tight and almost like self-sabotage. Like I'm the person standing in my own way. And my mood booster has been continuing to remind myself this analogy she used. And it was do you know a bar have you ever been in the shower and used a bar of soap like she was like obviously you probably use fancy fancy soap like necessary duh but you've held a bar of soap before correct yes of course she was like okay what happens when you squeeze it too tight I was like well the bar of soap like flies out of your hand and you lose it and she's like okay and what happens when you don't hold it at all and I was like you well like you know you're not paying attention you drop it and she was like literally like the relationships and the work in your life like everything that you know you feel like you need to control so much and you're so scared and you fear of losing things because I have a big fear of like losing everything she was like that you have to think about it as a bar of soap like you have to hold it really gently if you squeeze it too much you're going to lose it with like aka like control and freak out and do too much like you're being too extra you're going to squeeze the soap and it's going to fly out of your hand if you don't care at all if you're a lazy piece of shit you're going to drop the soap she's like you have to find that perfect gentle balance of holding the things that mean the most to you in your life like a bar of soap don't squeeze them too tight but don't just drop them because you don't care. And I just keep returning to that. I'm like, am I squeezing the bar too tight? Like, am I putting a period at the end of the sentence? Or am I rambling on? Like, let me just gently hold this bar of soap. If you guys relate to that analogy, let me know. It's really, really helped me. And because I'm that person that, like, wants to, like, strangle things. And then I'm, like, accidentally killing them. Like, I'm, like, beating a dead horse sometimes because I just get so fearful and I'm so extra. And I'm, like, I care so much about things, but I almost, like, care too much to where I'm ruining it. So I have to return to the bar of soap analogy to boost my mood and keep me grounded. And just, it's one of my tools now. My next mood booster is I started coloring, you guys. I have never been a person that's done a fucking coloring book because I just, it's hard for me. But now I'm almost seeing it as this challenge. And we kind of talk about this in the current mood combo where it's like lowering your expectations. Like don't like set yourself up for failure and you know, commit to like all these crazy self-care things, like keep it small and simple. And so I was like, okay, the first step to mindfulness is I'm at least going to take out the coloring book and color a little bit. I had Real Housewives on in the background and I got like a little frustrated at times. So I was like, Lauren, it's not about being perfect. It's just about coloring and starting this journey. Cause then hopefully one day I can color without Real Housewives in the background and I can be present and in the moment, but it's so scary not being connected to technology for me. I don't know what it is. I'm a psychopath. And so my mood booster was a small, just check on the list of, I started coloring. I didn't do it perfectly. I didn't maybe do it the most woo-woo mindfulness way, but I started and I liked it and it was fun. And it's a good way to ground myself. And hopefully I can build off of that. That's it for Mood Boosters this week. Just a few to kind of get this hot mess express under control. And now let's jump into our current mood combo with Megan Roop. First, I do want to know, like, because in my mind, you are just a famous Instagram workout guru. But like, 
how did we get there? Like, where yeah. did you come from? Cause like, that's just all I know you as. And I'm sure that there was a lot of Megan before that. There's a big backstory. I know it's so funny with Instagram. I think people like see something for the first time and just think that it, it happened overnight. And, you know, my story goes back so much further than that. I've really been in the fitness industry for 10 years, really grinding, really learning, really educating myself. Um, but my story really begins with dance. You know, I was a formerly trained dancer, grew up doing classical ballet. And then in college, I was at the Tisch program at NYU, which is very much like a conservatory. You know, we're doing modern and contemporary. And then I was kind of pushed into this world in New York City um, and was trying to make it as a dancer. And it's expensive and dancers don't get paid a lot. So I was side hustling in fashion and then side hustling, I started to teach in fitness just as, as a way to make ends meet. Um, and it was amazing. You know, at the time I was dancing professionally for the NBA. I was with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I was with the best dancers in the world, I think, and getting to do what I loved. Um, and then started teaching fitness. And it was just an interesting time in my life where I was just starting to get a little burnt out by the dance world. I had been doing it for years and felt like I'd kind of checked that box off. And then I started diving into teaching fitness and that was really filling my cup up in a new refreshing way um, where I was really getting to see the impact I was having on women on a daily basis, right? Because you're seeing them in class every day. And I was getting to share my love of movement and love of dance um, because it was a dance-based fitness class I was teaching. So that's sort of how I started. Um, really had to make a decision a couple years into fitness if I was going to continue to pursue dance, um, but had decided that I saw just a longevity in fitness for myself. So continue to side hustle in fashion um, and then really just dove deep into fitness as far as educating myself, really getting certified, taking as many classes in different modalities as possible from reformer Pilates to yoga to whatever it was, and just figuring out what it was in fitness that I loved. Um, and then getting to a point after about six and a half years of teaching, um, that I felt like I knew that there was just this huge gap in the boutique fitness industry, specifically in New York, specifically in dance-based fitness, where I felt like I was frustrated for my clients. I felt like there needed to be a class that was simplified. So why is dance cardio so complicated? Let's simplify it for the non-dancer and the dancer. Let's make it under an hour. We're busy. I don't have hours to spend at the gym either. Let's make it kick ass. And then let's like, just make it fun and empowering and like a warm environment for everyone to be in. I just felt like all of that was so missing. So I created the Sculpt Society and that launched in New York in 2017. I taught in real life there. Um, you know, I really was fortunate enough to work with a lot of influencers and celebrities in New York City, teaching classes, and then really saw the explosion of digital happening around me. You know, Peloton was starting to grow and I really wanted to provide content for, for my community um, you know, because I was starting to grow on Instagram as well that, that couldn't necessarily come to the class with me in New York, but they could, you know, really do that with me with evergreen content digitally. So I launched the Sculpt Society app in November of 2019. And right before, <laughs> right before 2020, right before when we all needed it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love how like, 
Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. And you know, at the time it was a big risk. You know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, not, not a lot of people were doing their own, um, method online or their own app or platform online. So, um, it was at the time, November, 2018, it was scary for me. I was taking this big leap of faith. You know, there was a big, um, it, financially, it was really expensive to get the platform and the app up and running, you know, creating the content. So all of that goes into play. Um, and like you said, um, then we fast forward into 2020, where there's just so many more people at home looking for a platform to, to use. Well, I feel like people like forget that, like, it's like how you said, like, it looks like it happens overnight when like in reality, it's like this huge combination of like coming from dance and then also yes. like finding, I think people are always like looking for their purpose. And it sounds to me almost like, you know, you found like something that really filled your cup up more, mm. but it doesn't just mean you like quit being an adult and paying your bills and like all of a sudden can just like invest in like your new passion project. Like, yeah. cause that's what it looks like sometimes on Instagram. It just, you yeah. know, like someone who maybe doesn't listen to this just goes to your Instagram and is like, Oh wow, this is like an amazing dance app. And you don't realize that it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I, again, yes, Instagram is so misleading. You know, I was side hustling with two, three jobs two years into the Sculpt Society. Um, oh, wow. Teaching Sculpt Society. So I never relied on the Sculpt Society financially um, until about two years into the business. I was still side hustling in fashion, um, really depending on uh, relying on that income. But I will say it was the best decision I made because I wasn't reliant on my creative um, passion project, which is, was the Sculpt Society and what mm. I saw, you know, the longevity. In. Um, and it allowed me to you know, organically grow the community and that home base in New York city without like, you know, freaking out that I wasn't going to be able to pay rent with that money. Cause I wouldn't have been able to, in the beginning mm-hmm. I was making nothing and it wasn't about the money. It was about growing that community. And I was relying on the money I was making from, from fashion to, to pay rent and get buy groceries. <laughs> So like for like the young girls like listening right now, is that like a conscious decision of like, I'm not going to rely on this. I'm going to do both at the same time. Like, is that the advice? Absolutely. I think it's a side hustle. It needs to become a side hustle in the beginning because there's just too much pressure, especially in a creative endeavor to, to then make money from it. And I think, um, it was a conscious decision, but also I knew financially, I just, could not support myself based on my <laughs> teaching. You know, I wasn't making any money doing that. So um, I think it was both, but really was so grateful for that fashion work that I was able to, to do um, on the side as well. And I feel like there's like, there is kind of now a lot more of like dancing cardio workouts. And I think like, I'm only familiar with like a couple. I think like there's some, Cause I'm based in mostly Los Angeles yeah. and the ones like out here, like definitely like scare the crap out of me. And so I love how you have this like warm and like inviting and kind of like easily accessible vibe. Cause like the ones in LA and I mean, it might just be a Los Angeles thing, like definitely like scream a little culty to me. And I would be like, so freaked out to go to a class. So like, how do you, how do you feel like yours is unique from like other dance cardio and just mm-hmm. kind of like female led classes, you know? Yeah, I think it was very intentional when I was carving out the Sculpt Society in my mind and, and also formatting the class on how, how do I make a dance-based fitness class 
feel really successful to the non-dancer. I wanted everyone to come into my class and have the most amazing experience, but also leave feeling like, heck yeah, that was really fun. And I felt successful in it. So for me, when I approach dance cardio, I really make it simple. I really break it down and I make it repetitive. So it's, I'm constantly talking in the Sculpt Society app videos about it not being perfect. And if you mess up, who freaking cares? No one's watching you. But I think it's almost like a mantra, constantly talking about that. I never am talking about a thigh gap, six pack abs. I'm talking about (laughs) strength, feeling good in your body, having fun, letting loose, not being perfect. So very intentional with my words. Um, And then you know, again, how do I make it different from other dance-based fitness classes? You know, it's again, like the real focus of the Sculpt Society is actually more sculpt. So I I have like the Mm. sprinkle of dance cardio. I have these fun dance routines you can learn, but the bulk of the method of the method and the secret sauce is really the the sculpt. And I think, I think why I can attract um, a non-dancer is again, it's how I break it down how I make it repetitive and how I make it not intimidating because that's the worst, right? Like it is hard enough to put your spandex on to press play on a video or go into a class and work out. So like, why are we making the experience feel lonely and cold? Like I want women to feel welcomed into a community and feel excited to work out. Yeah. I think it's like also like when you take away those kind of like almost like trigger and like hype words of like um, thigh gap and six pack. And like, I've like, I had this moment as you were talking, thinking of like, maybe if I didn't focus so much on like the result and just like the process, like my body would probably reflect that over time. I can tell you, I mean, I have so many moments in my life, you know, my early twenties, I was so hyper-focused on the way I looked and developed a, a, not a great relationship with my body or with food. And I think the missing components were a finding a way of moving my body that felt good, but also be just the, the, exactly what you just said, focusing less on what I looked like and how I, but actually focusing on how I felt. And I can tell you even now, being postpartum. I'm three and a half months postpartum. The early days of postpartum, I felt very hyper-focused on how I was looking. Nothing was changing in my body. My body was holding on. And in the last three weeks, I've really like coached myself into, okay, Megan, we are going to move our bodies. We're feeling good. Everything I'm telling my clients to do, I was having to like re-coach myself to do. And I can tell you in the last three weeks, I've noticed a huge shift, not only mentally, but physically, because I'm not hyper-focused on on my body and focused on how I'm feeling. It's so like, it's, it's almost like I always say, it's like, literally it's so simple. Like it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's just like, it always comes back to that. Like, simplicity because and I think it's like so different too like you're going through like you know like this like next chapter of all this like postpartum stuff that like me and a lot of my audience not like a lot but like we're like kind of in that like we're in between like the 20s and then going into that next part and it's like at it's so crazy because you have to like re-coach yourself every time like I feel like I'm just coming out of that other side of like okay I clearly like, you know, I never like struggled with like total like body image, but there's always been like these underlying things. I think, especially when I left Los Angeles, I realized like how messed up, like my relationship with just the thoughts of like, like, I didn't like 
you know, do anything about it really. Like I didn't, I can never stick to a diet or like, but just the way I was thinking talking to and you, it's or like, talking to yourself. exactly. Like the way I was talking to myself. And I know you talk a lot about like in your twenties, like you got really like addicted to like, just like exercise and like the way you ate. Right. Like how did you get yourself to the next kind of like phase to be able to be, you know, a coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my early twenties, I really did struggle with that. And it was again, like I would, I can remember distinctly like going to like union square crunch, the crunch gym, like spending hours on like the cardio machine. And all I was focused on was literally the number telling me how many calories I was burning. I hated every second I was there, but I was just counting calories and like what I was burning and what I could eat. And yeah, it was, I think most women have experienced that on some spectrum, whether it's through fitness or through, um, you know, body image or whatever it is. And I think for me, my drug of choice, you know, was that like yo-yo dieting and all of that. It could have been alcohol or sex or whatever. I say that all the time, but I think for me, that was what I was so focused on. And I think it was actually realizing well, what, what am I actually trying to numb for me in my early twenties? It was mm. like figuring that out. Like, what am I actually distracting myself from by being so focused on the fitness and my body and food and dieting? Like, you know, I was distracting myself from like what I was unhappy that I wasn't pursuing dance. We skipped that chapter, but I wasn't pursuing dance for about a year and a half. And that's when I got so hyper-focused on all of this. Mm. And when I realized that, it was just a way of distracting or numbing from a situation. And I think a lot of us do that. Um, and then also, I, I love what you said, it, like the simplicity of it. It comes back to the simplicity of like how you approach food or fitness. It really is so simple, but it's also really hard. <laughs> so I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm, you know, Megan, she's gone through that in her early 20s. She's totally fine now. I think the, the reality is, every day I wake up and I have to make the choice, right? I have mm. to choose the positive thoughts. Do I have good and bad days? Yeah. Some days I don't like the person I'm seeing in the mirror, but it's being really honest about it and getting back to that, that like you said, that conversation you're having with yourself, the thoughts and being aware of your thoughts mm. and how powerful they are. And just by changing your thoughts, or maybe it's a little mantra, you know, I am worthy. I know for me, mantras have been really big in the last year, being pregnant and feeling all of those changes happening. I am enough. Like for me, just those small little breaths of like, whoa, that conversation is going so negatively. Let's, how do we change it? Um, that's, those are little things that have helped me along the way, but every day, is there a negative conversation? Yeah, probably. But I know how to stop the conversation pretty quickly now. Yeah. I always say it's like, it doesn't, doesn't like stop. I still have to stop it, but I'm capable of stopping it. Like back when I was like 21, I wouldn't even realize it was happening because it just spiraling. escalated mm -hmm. so quickly. And I was finally like, I wasn't even like living in reality at one point. Cause I was just believing like every single negative thing happening in my head. And now it's like, at least I can say like, Oh, like I'm being a big, big asshole in my head right now. <laughs> like I'm being so mean to myself. Like, but I, I love what you said about like figuring out like the underlying thing, because I do get like fixated on like, if I like haven't worked out, like really like shaming myself for like, oh, I should have been doing this. I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that. And putting like these like expectations instead of just like listening to like what I needed. Cause like at the end of the day, working out genuinely, 
as much as like, it's this kind of thing that we all talk about so much, like it genuinely is good for your body. It's good for your mental health. Like it makes me genuinely feel good yet. Sometimes like there are those things, like we were saying of like underlying reasons of like why I feel like I need to work out. Like I was having a lot of anxiety and of course it was probably going to make me just feel better from working out. But now that I think about it, maybe I was also trying to just like numb the thoughts of like, oh, well, I feel so ugly and gross and like working out is a step to being prettier. Like that's not necessarily like the right way to cope with it in my or, mind, right? Or you had, I know a lot of women do this. I had pizza last night and you burn it off the next day or hundred percent. Yeah. Like so guilty of that thought mm-hmm. process. And like, part of me was like, I actually had the thought like the other day I was like, but why? I literally had to say to myself, like, why is that bad? Because I was like, isn't it just like me creating balance in my life? And then I realized that like it still has that like negative twist on it. And I didn't like I genuinely just like didn't realize it. I was like, why are people like care that I say that? I was like, it's balance. Like I have pizza on Friday and I go hiking on Saturday. Like that's just being balanced. And I was like, oh, but I'm setting it up like it's a it's a punishment. Yeah. 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 I also, I have a lot of clients on the other side of the spectrum too, where it's like, if they don't do an hour a day, they've failed, right. Of exercise. Mm. And I think that's been a really big, um, push for me of like getting women out of that mindset. You know, if you do 10 minutes a day, because sometimes it's like, well, if I don't have an hour, I'm not going to do anything. And it's like, let's just take the expectation down a little bit. Like, can we commit to 10 minutes of just movement? And I guarantee you, that's just going to feel, you're A, going to feel more successful because you're like, okay, I checked check that box off. I've done 10 minutes. Um, it's not going to take an hour because who has an hour every single day? That's a lot of time. Um, and you're just going to, you're going to feel better afterwards. And it's just not going to feel like, like this huge chore. So now that you have like a postpartum journey within your own body but you also have the beautiful little gift that comes <laughs> with it of the bebe and are you making time for yourself while like running this like huge business like I like look at you and I'm like that is what I want to be like when I'm a mom and I'm just like I'm exhausted for you like I'm a 27 year old just like hot mess exhaustion like how are you doing this with a bebe Gosh, I've made so many mistakes. So let me start off by saying like, maybe (laughs) I'm not the best role model when it comes to like, I'm a full on full blown workaholic. Um, And it's something I really need to work on. So things that I made a mistake on is I didn't take a maternity leave. We're a really, really small team. And I was like, I got this. I can, you know, I can manage Harlow and the team and I can do all these things. Well, let me tell you, if you have a baby, (laughs) take a maternity leave. (laughs) Mistake number one. Um, You know, how am I doing it? I'm, I'm, I have help. I, you know, that's another like sort of, like sort of shameful thing. Like, you know, working mom, you know, how are you doing it? Well, I have how am I doing it? I have a babysitter. I I have to have help in order to, to work. So I I also want to be clear with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think it's really important for moms or, you know, if you're ever a mom to know that you need to ask for help if you are working and need it. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a full-blown workaholic. The Sculpt Society is like my first baby. And so it's, it's just, um, how am I doing it? I'm just, juggling a million things. And honestly, now we're starting to slowly build out the team, which I think is a good thing for me. So I can focus on what I'm good at, which is creating workout content, 
you know, working with my clients, you know, being on Instagram, communicating with my community. Those are all the things that like I need to be focused on. And I think right now I'm on way too many calls that like, you know, I, I can offload. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but do I need to be my own accountant? Like, that's like the thing that like people like always forget. I'm like, tell you, you start delegating. Things. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also like so much, I think glamorized about entrepreneurship that like, listen, it is not glamorous. I work seven days a week. Um, you know, we are super scrappy. So I think, I think sometimes it looks like, like so fun all the time, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, Instagram can make anything look fun. It's like the workouts are actually fun. Like the day I know I'll actually have fun working out with you, but it's like the actual like dirty entrepreneurial vibe. There was something on Instagram and I like, I asked like literally my aunt about this because she's um, a world renowned gynecologist. I call her doctor, uh, aunt vagina. And so you like were saying something in a Q&A about your, like, your pelvic floor. And then I like Ooh. saw this other girl on Instagram being like, oh, I'm doing like pelvic floor exercises. And she's like my age and like Ooh. not trying to have a baby or anything. Yeah. And then you were saying stuff about like postpartum and labor. And I'm like, I need Megan to just like explain to me like why I keep hearing like things about the pelvic floor. Like what yeah. is going on? Is this yeah. something that like I'm missing? I think most, I wish I had was more educated on it when I was your age. Um, so I got pre and postnatal certified and that was like my first education on the pelvic floor. And then of course, going through pregnancy and postpartum, I realized just how important your pelvic floor is. So I think most people think of the pelvic floor as like a Kegel muscle. It's really mm-hmm. more than that. Do you want me to go like in depth? I mean, we can like, can edit well, yeah, because it literally <laughs> even, no, like even like my aunt said like, oh, it's just like doing like a key. I literally, I swear to God, like I asked this question like four weeks ago when I was back home in Chicago and she was like, yeah, just like doing like a Kegel. And I was like, oh, then why is everyone always talking about like strengthening their pelvic floor on Instagram if it's just a Kegel? So it's not? Well, it, yes, it's going to feel like a Kegel. I think the, the, the misconception is when you do a Kegel, you're kind of just thinking about like your front muscle. So your pelvic floor is really like a bowl of muscles that connect from your front pubic bone, your tailbone and your side sit bone. So it's like a, oh. you know, it's got those four corners. So when you're thinking about it, I have like a whole pelvic floor program now because I'm a obsessed with it. And I think it's so important that we're all doing, but it's not only important that we are strengthening the pelvic floor with our breath, but also knowing how to lengthen our pelvic floor. A lot of people in big cities, I would say most New York women are probably hypertension, like there's hypertension in their pelvic floor and they're holding it the whole time. And that can also, that can contribute to um, incontinence. So like after you have a baby, you're peeing when you jump. And a lot mm-hmm. of people think that that's really normal. It's, it's normal in the sense that there's a lot of women who are peeing when they're jumping, but it's definitely something that we can prevent and fix with, um, knowing how to lengthen and strengthen your pelvic floor. A lot of people are also breathing incorrectly when they are doing their pelvic floor, um, exercises. So it's knowing mm-hmm. how to breathe through your diaphragm. So you're inhaling, letting, not pushing your stomach out, but no tension in your stomach or your pelvic floor and inhaling through your rib cage, 360 expanding. And then on the exhale, you're zipping, like you have those, a corset muscle, corset on your transverse abdominal muscles, your corset muscles, tightening, and then lifting all four corners of your pelvic floor up, inhaling, lengthen it down. Okay. Is this like, (laughs) is this like on your app? It is. Because like, this like feels like, uh, when you're trying to like pat your head and like, like rub your tummy at the same time, like, 
it's it's super it's oh my god most of us are are used to breeding opposite and then yeah in the element of your of your transverse abdominal muscles and the pelvic floor and you're like what's going on so if you are to do it give yourself time it definitely is weird at first but I think my overarching point to all of this is not only is it great for you to know how to connect to your pelvic floor um but also being able to connect to your transverse abdominals and your pelvic floor in, in workout and certain exercises, I think it really goes deep into your deepest core muscles, your TDA, mm. and it will give you actually better results in your core workouts. If you know how to tap it in with your breath. Well, see that also like makes me think too, because like, I love like when things get broken down for me like this, because also like when you see like, even just like on Instagram and stuff, like I'll say, I saw like my friends, Alyssa and like Whitney, like working out with you yesterday. And I'm like that, I'm like, that looks like so much fun. But in my mind, I'm like, when I dance and stuff, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like silly. And like, I, you know, I was a cheerleader. Like I can dance, like, I mean, not to like to my own horn, but like to, to, like I got some moves, like I know what I'm doing, but I'm like, am I going to get from doing the sculpt society, like that same kind of results I feel like I get when I like really focus in Pilates, you know what I mean? Yes, Cause it's because more cardio jumping around. But think about the sculpt society as a beautiful blend of a sprinkle of dance cardio, but the bulk yeah. of the method is this like beautiful blend of Pilates and yoga and sculpt. So you are not to toot my own horn, but I think you're going to get better results than a Pilates class. <laughs> I mean, I freaking like, I want that because like, it feels like, I don't know. Like I just, I feel like this like breath of fresh air vibe too of like, I don't know. Like it, it does resonate so much with me, like just the well, whole dance of it and just the fun of it all. Even the sculpting. So say you did, you came onto my app and you're like, I do not have no, I don't care about dance cardio. Totally fine. There's actually way more just low impact sculpt on my app but it's mm-hmm. beat based. It's athletic. It's fast paced. Uh, I have, I've got beginner slower videos. If you're listening and you want that totally fine, but if you want that beat base, that, you know, like athletic Pilates sculpt blend, like this is, this is killer. And yeah, cause I think really it's just good. like, I feel like it's just so hard to like find like a workout to like look forward to. And I think that's why like I've always been so intrigued by you because I'm just like, it looks like so fun. And like when I see people doing it, I'm like, I want to try that. But like, I just have like this like horrible miswiring in my head where I like don't like doing things that are good for me. I'd rather think about them and podcast about them from a bed. You know, no, it's, but I think it's a really important thing to touch on. I think most people, especially at home, it's really hard to press that play button to carve out that time. And that's going back to why I think quickies are so important. Yeah. So just committing to five or 10 minutes, I have an entire quickie section. So it's like five minute apps, 10 minute arms, like whatever you can commit to that day, just to get yourself in like every day, it's like, okay, I'm doing my quickie. It's like, it's not a big commitment. It's a low lift. I'm going to feel better. And then I move on. Okay. Like I'm really like getting like sold on like all this in general, (laughs) because like, I can just feel it in my bones. Like I'm telling you guys, like it's going to become like the Sculpt Society is going to become a certified mood booster. Like everyone, this is just like your warning because I do my mood boosters every single week. Like, and before I do let you go, obviously I need your mood boosters, but I do want your travel tips before I let you go because I like your vibe. And I feel like whatever you are about to say to me is travel tips. 
is going to stay with me through the end of the year and make me not feel bad about myself because I'm going back and forth a lot. I know. And I'm really hard on myself when it comes yeah. to like what I'm eating, how much water I'm drinking. Like, and it's just, it's a lot to feel like I'm keeping that okay. wellness and self-care. Just, yeah. Okay. It sounds like you need to take the pressure off. Oh my God. I'm exhausted. Oh my God. My therapist said that to me on Monday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God. Did my therapist literally send you Jesus? No, like you need to like, I I think this is so important. So many women do this to themselves where it's like, I have to do A through Z and then, and then you're like stifled and you're like, ah, I'm frozen. I can't do any of it because it's so much. So like commit to less, commit to less. So you're traveling a lot. I think for me when I'm traveling, I get, this is like TMI, but like you just bloated and like constipated and like you're not going to the 100%. 100%. A huge advocate for a probiotic. I'm obsessed with seed. Um, mm-hmm. I think just getting regular um, water, great. And then I think, you know, gosh, you know, well, bring snacks on the plane. I mean, that's such a boring thing. Um, and then I think again, like committing to less. So like when you go off the plane, you're just feeling, I don't know, I don't love traveling either. And then after I travel, like my body just feels again, like a little bloated. Maybe it's like, putting your feet on the wall, you know, that, you know, when you're laying on the bed, put your feet on the wall, the blood sort of recirculate. And then maybe it's like, again, a quick five to 10 minute video the next day to get things sweating and moving. Um, what are other, my other travel tips? Um, I mean, I think keeping my morning routine, I do. And it's so boring. Like my lemon water, again, not for me, digestion really gets it moving and grooving. I try and just keep up with my gratitude, like listing three things I'm grateful for, you know, in the morning and at night, um, just keeping it simple and like the lift low, because again, you want to set yourself up for success. I think I've, that might be my, um, a thing I put on our Instagram where it just says commit to less. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. <laughs> also, I'm, by the way, I'm obsessed with your, um, mood, uh, Instagram handle. Your quotes are so good. Oh my God. Good. Thank you. I'm like, it's, it's, you know, it's just a little side hustle passion project. Uh, my well, little it's Instagram. Really good. It's really Thank good. you so much. Well, where can everyone follow along and get sculpted and rip this big bandaid off with me? Because it's a certified mood booster already. I can feel it. I love it. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. You can sign up for the Sculpt Society. There's a seven day free trial. Thank you so, so, so much. I know you probably have workouts and babies to get to. Well, one baby, a very cute baby, but I hope to see you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. This is such a blast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. You can follow me too at Lauren Elizabeth. Leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast Store. Make sure to subscribe. Send it to a friend that needs to boost their mood. And I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.